Welcome back to the Goal to Go podcast, man. Week two of the NFL season coming up. Week one, we had a crazy week. Glad football is back on. I'm Alex here with Tyler. Uh, this episode, we're going to cover a couple games from week one, touch on them, start our new segment, Hot or Not, give a couple takes, decide if they're hot or not, and then just go ahead and cover our week two predictions. For week one, you had 10 and 16 on the picks. They won better than me at 9-16. and 16. Um, As you know, we keep in track throughout the whole entire year. So let's start week one. Start with your Eagles. Beat the Lions by three points. Close game. Controlled the whole first half. Second half, different story. Yeah, um, I just kind of think this is like a tale of two cities, you know. The offense looked good. The run game carried over from last year. I think all of our running backs scored one touchdown and Jalen Hurts ran one in. So it was good to see they got the run game involved, and that's still going to be a big part of our offense. And Jalen Hurts, I don't know if it was his best passing game of his career, but I definitely think that throw to A.J. Brown down the sideline might have been like one of his best passes of his career because that was crazy. And then I just think the addition of A.J. Brown was super, super huge and is going to be big in Hurts' development. I mean, you saw him making the anticipatory throws. That was kind of the big question for him last year in his whole career. So I think that chemistry he has with A.J. Brown being a big, physical, dominant number one receiver and, like, Jalen Hurts' best friend really paid off. And some of his throws were kind of were kind of off, like a little low or a little outside. But A.J. Brown just being one of the best receivers in the league and has a huge catch radius kind of made up for that. But I think the biggest takeaway from this game wasn't really the offense because I think we knew the offense was going to be decent. I think the defense is what kind of scared me in the, in the play calling we had on that side of the ball. Um, I'm not sure how we made DeAndre Swift look like the second coming of Barry Sanders in Detroit. Like, we just couldn't tackle him, like, Swift's at nice, all. Swift's nice, bro. Come on. No, Swift's nice, but, like, bro, come on. Like, bro, we just could not tackle DeAndre Swift, which was crazy. And then what well, I thought to be one of the strongest parts of not even our defense, just our team, was our pass rushing. It was kind of non-existent against the Detroit team, which, Sweat. I mean, they, they have a decent O-line. They have a pretty good O-line, and... Jared Goff isn't, you know, the greatest quarterback, but he's a veteran, so he kind of he knows how to control the line. But I just really, I was kind of wondering where that pass rush went. But one thing I do think that was a lot better to see on the defense was the linebacking um, play really improved. As you know, Alex Singleton isn't on the team anymore, so TJ Alex Edwards, Singleton's a dog, bro. Yeah, yeah, you saw what happened last night in Denver. <laughs> um. <laughs> TJ Edwards, Kaiser White are huge pluses, and they, they had a good game. Um, Kaiser White got that tip to James Bradbury, which ended up in the pick six, which was ultimately the deciding factor in that game because that was really the only stop we got on defense or big play we made. Everything else we just couldn't really stop. Corners, they played okay. Um, Slay got blurred one time. I think it was by who's that? Uh, DJ Chark, which was not what you want to see. Bradbury had a good game. Maddox was kind of involved in the box, but, I mean, he's a slot corner. What do you expect? I just think coming into week two, we playing the Vikings a lot better offense, a lot more competent team. I think we're just going to have to tighten up that defense. I'm not worried about our offense. I know worst comes to worst. We'll be able to run the ball. We can win that way. And I think Hurts will be able to extend a lot of plays and get it done on the ground. So I think offensively, I'm not really too worried about our team. I just want to also want to see – Smith get involved more because I think he had like 
only one or two targets and yeah, like was, no receptions. Yeah, it was it was a. I mean, when AJ Brown he got like what thirteen targets or yeah, something like that. AJ Brown had thirteen targets, ten receptions. I think yeah, for one fifty five. So I mean, it's really cool to see we have a dominant number one receiver, but I, I just want to see this offense open up more through the air because we know we can run the ball. Like I think in a game like Detroit where we were running the ball pretty good and it was kind of close, I want to I want to see Hurts throw the ball more. I want to see how he developed over the summer as a passer, which everyone was saying and the reports through all through training camp and preseason were saying he took that leap. So I want to see this offense open up through, more through the air, get um, Quez more involved, get Devontae more involved, the two big weapons, get Goddard some more looks over the middle because we know the run game is going to be there. But overall, I think it was a good game. We came out with the win, so you can't be too upset. But I really just think that that defense is going to have to tighten up. They need to do something over there because there's no way the Lions should be putting up 30 points on us. Yeah, you said it. It's a, it's a win league, <laughs> win or loss, bro, in the NFL. You take the wins you could get. But A.J. Brown, he looked good. He looked real good. Uh, you said you talked about the running backs. I mean, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott got in the end zone. Like, Miles Sanders well was too. looking good. Um, for that Philly defense, I'm going to touch upon that just a little bit later. Uh, but I mean the Eagles, yeah, the defense needs a, some improvement. Offense looked very good. Jalen Hurts, uh, proving why he's a dual threat QB. And he could do it. Uh, just gonna have to see it against you know better team other than the Lions. Yeah, he was pretty much our whole offense that game. Like I don't know if if we have a quarterback that's not able to extend the play because their pass rush was kind of getting home a little bit to Hurts. And I mean he does you know kind of. One read not there, he'll scramble out of the pocket, but it's yards. You want to see him make those progressions, which I think will come eventually throughout the season. But I think Hurts, he he played a really good game on offense and pretty much won us that game on offense as well. Yeah, moving on to the shocking uh, game that we both predicted the Bengals to come out on top. (laughs) Joe Burrow, four interceptions against the Steelers. He looked um, pretty bad. I mean, I was watching it. Saw a couple of highlights on Red Zone, and I was like, this is not the, the joke cool that they're used to. I mean, obviously, the Bengals were an extra point away at the end of regulation of winning that. Um, somehow, Mika Fitzpatrick comes on the inside, off the edge, unblocked. Yeah, he had a crazy game. <sighs> he, had, he had, what, a pick, or was it a pick, pick six? six? Yeah, he had a pick six pick and six, blocked the field goal. Blocked that extra point. Uh to basically win them the game, I mean, I thought that was going to be a tie. You know, the Colts tied with the Texans. Mm-hmm. Might have had two ties in the NFL, but the Steelers prevailed. No, they would have won if they kicked that field goal at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was 2020, so, they yeah. They would have lost. But I'm saying that <coughs> well, the Bengals would have won. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it came down to the wire in OT mm-hmm. uh, between those two teams. But, I mean, when you look at it, Jamar Chase on that last drive, him and Joe Burrow looked like they did last year. It just took Burrow – you know, almost the whole game to sort of look like he did last year. Uh, for the Bengals, it's not time to hit the panic button just yet. The Steelers played a pretty good game. I mean, defense, they obviously took a hit with T.J. Watt. Going to be missing some time, but he's not out for the season. I I was just shocked that I think the Bengals at home should have handled business against the Steelers. Yeah, I think the Bengals, like a lot of us, kind of underestimated how good that Steelers defense was. And I think the biggest concern from the Bengals, I'm with you. I don't think they should hit that panic button because 
they had Joe Burrow turn the ball over what like five times, and they still were four picks and a fumble. Yeah, and they and they were still right in the game that whole time. I think Burrow's gonna be okay. Hopefully, he, Higgins gets out of concussion protocol soon. He'll be back. But like you said, that um Jamar and Burrow connection was still just as good as ever. But that old line was a big concern for me. They spent a lot of money on the offseason. That was supposed to be like the big new revamped thing. But Burrow was under a lot of pressure that whole game. He still looked under duress. And that's not what you want to see when you bring in all these new pieces on the O-line. So it's kind of like a repeat of last year when you thought that'd be – a unit on your team that was improved, but it didn't really look that much better. Defense did about the same thing. They were average, but I mean, it was against the Steelers offense where it, that offense just looked like non-existent. They couldn't move the ball until, you know, the end where they got in um, field goal range and Boswell missed. But overall, I, I think the Bagels would be good. The Steelers just, I think they just came out and kind of surprised them, punched them in the mouth in the beginning, and they were able to hold on for the win. But I think the Bing- the Bengals will be okay, but I don't know that the Ravens looked really good. Bengals looked in. Eh, I don't know. So I think I think the Ravens are making a, a strong case that this is their division to lose. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that a little bit more as we're moving on. Still staying in the AFC North, uh, the Cleveland Browns, my team, one of them. Um, <laughs> hey, Dolphins too, man. Got to represent the hometown team as well. But the Browns, I mean, first half dominated, made Baker Mayfield look like uh, what I've watched throughout my entire life almost. <laughs> um, but, you know, second half, Baker Mayfield started making some uh, some throws, a little miscommunication on the back end. I think it was like John Johnson. And I forget who, who the other DB was, but... They had a blur on that play. I think it was was it Robbie? Told you don't sleep on Robbie, man. <laughs> yeah, Robbie he led the Panthers took, in targets and yards. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he he took the top off the defense, but Miles Garrett played at Kodak. He was Miles Garrett was getting to Baker Mayfield, uh, sacked him, stripped him, but the Panthers recovered. Um, Baker Mayfield in every week one game he's played, he's at least thrown one pick. I saw that as a stat. But the Browns in the fourth quarter. Um, Trailing with like a minute 30 left. Jacoby Brissett let a good drive. And I guess we got to touch on his fake spike because I saw it live. And I, to be honest, I thought we were fucked. Like, <laughs> I was like, bro, what is he doing? Like, here's the same old Browns again choking. And then they come and bring a field goal unit on with like 13 seconds left. And being a Browns fan, I'm used to game-winning field goals not going our way. But KD York, man, that's why we drafted him fourth round at LSU. I mean, he was money from that field. 58 yards, I think it was. Yeah, Absolute like money. Deep. Jacoby Brissett didn't look great. Run game was phenomenal. Chubb and Hunt, just tag team. It, incredible. Um, Peoples Jones looked pretty good. He was his favorite target out there for Brissett. I mean, Brissett, he's just average. That's what you expect with Brissett on the field. He looked average. Good enough to get the job done. Defense played well besides a couple miscues, but pass rush was there. Um, I liked what I saw from the Browns, and I liked how Brissett was able to lead that drive besides that spike at the end that I know all the Panthers fans are talking about. Which was which was weird because usually when something like that happens, it's like they just don't call it. Yeah. But they called it. They threw the flag on and that play and then picked it up, which was like you got it right and then you went back and messed it up. No, they got it right after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, um, yeah, like you said, I think pretty much what everyone expected to – well, I know what we expected to happen in that game was the Browns are just going to kind of run the ball all over the Panthers, kind of playing football like they have the past, what, 10 years when they haven't had a quarterback, just <sighs> running the ball. So we knew that was it was going to be one of those games for Cleveland. Hunt looked really good. Nick Chubb looked really good. They still look like the um, best two backs in the league, the best combo. So that was good. But on the Panthers side, I'm just not sure why they didn't get McCaffrey involved like yeah. more. Like he's clearly the best player on that team or on the offense at least. Arguably well, one of the best in the league. Yeah, I would definitely say he's the best player on that team. And I would think Baker would try to look to get him more involved in the passing game. I know he had a few nice runs, but... When you have a playmaker like McCaffrey who's finally healthy and is at 100%, you want to get the ball in his hands like a lot more. Let me say one thing, bro. Last time Baker tried to force feed someone, it didn't end up too well. So, <clears throat> Well, I mean, he wasn't trying to force feed Christian McCaffrey. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's Odell that's down the field. I'm sure McCaffrey, <laughs> 10 yards within the line of scrimmage, would be a lot easier to get involved. And trying to hit Odell on like deep posts and <laughs> goes like it's Christian McCaffrey like figure out a way to get the ball in his hands. But like you said, I think I think the Browns just they played a more physical game. Miles Garrett, our early candidate for our DPOI, he looked good coming off the edge, and I think the Browns just played a more physical game. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on, talk about that that Chiefs Cardinals game. Um. Chiefs Mahomes kind of returning to form like like I said that's why I picked him as one of my MVP candidates I mean even without Tyreek Hill you saw how good he can be um Mahomes is just great I mean the Cardinals defense isn't anything too elite but I mean he was putting up points in a hurry that game was over uh pretty quickly handled his business um Juju got involved a little bit I like to see that um, CEH caught a couple touch. It was a two touchdowns he caught, I think. I think so. Two receptions, kind of like what they expected him out of LSU, be that receiving back out of the backfield, third down guy, can really trust him. And, I mean, the Chiefs, it might be their year in the AFC West. Like, uh, Mahomes just looked too good for me. And on the other side, I'm going to talk about it in a little, but uh, Cardinals didn't look too good. Not at all. I think um, – what you said earlier, or was it last last week, last episode? I think you you were pretty spot on with the um, Mahomes and Kelsey connection still being just as alive. Where I thought um, their weapons are not as good, like top heavy as what they used to be, but they're a lot deeper in that receiver room, especially. So I thought you would see Mahomes try to get the ball like out to the receivers, get them involved more, which he did. He got everyone pretty much involved, but. Um, he always liked to look back to Travis Kelsey, that safety net of his, and they had a, like they had a crazy game, a vintage Mahomes and Kelsey's game, and yeah, I th- I just think that offense and KC was just too much for the Cardinals to handle. They couldn't keep up in the game, like you said, just got ugly quick. And I just I just I just think they were the Chiefs were just a better team. It's really really not much else to say in that game, and they just like you said, they scored super quick, super early, and then. The Cardinals from behind isn't really where you want that team to be. So, I think the the Chiefs the Chiefs wouldn't did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, definitely. And the last game we're going to talk about that Monday night game last night. Uh, Russell Wilson returning back home to Seattle got the booze. Was 
a little expected in my opinion. I mean, he did leave Seattle and request uh, out of there. But, I mean, he did deliver a Super Bowl ring for him. But, you know, fans are going to be fans at the end of the day. You're rooting for your team, not who played for your team. <laughs> but Geno Smith, um, you sent me that uh, Coach Jason Brown from Last Chance U, uh, one of the, the head coaches, Geno Smith dissecting the defense. I saw Gino. a bunch of memes last night. They were saying the Jets really had us thinking that uh, Gino was a backup quarterback for 10 years. But Gino, like the best he did in his whole entire career last night, I mean, he was throwing dots, dropping them in the bread basket, and picking apart the defense. And it came down to that that last second 60-plus yarder, um, which obviously Brandon McMahon has no chance at that. I mean, he had a chance, but... I think but, I saw a stat. They, they said he's like 0 for 4 in his career from kicks over 60 or something like that. And he, play, he plays in Denver, so you'd expect him to at least hit one of those. But, I mean, his money inside of like the 40 and 50. <clears throat> but, you, yeah, you start hitting that 60-yarder. Russell Wilson, he didn't look terrible. I thought he played a, a decent game, a pretty good game. But the Broncos, I mean... Just didn't look too good. He wasn't really targeting any receivers like that. No. I think the first half he had like one target to a receiver. It was like that Jerry Judy touchdown mm-hmm. where he blurred the defense. Which that pass was underthrown as well. Yeah. If he would have let him out front, he wouldn't have had to. But break Judy's that just that good that he was able to make a play. Um, I'd like to see, you know, the run game do a little bit better, but Russ as well. I mean, the defense didn't look too good considering Geno was dissecting them and just picking them apart. But unexpected. We both picked the Broncos to win and kind of yeah. thought it was going to be a blowout on Monday night. I didn't, never expected it to be that close. No. Um, I thought I thought Russ played a decent game. He played, he played pretty good. I think he definitely played good enough to for that team to win. Just some some miscues that really ended up costing them the game. Those two fumbles on the one-yard line really came back to haunt them. And like you said, I think in the first half, we saw Russ kind of get acclimated to that offense. Didn't really target the receivers much. Was looking for the running backs a lot. I think Javante Williams had like nine, like eight or nine receptions or something crazy like that. And then he looked for the tight ends a lot also. But like you said, you, you got to give credit to the Seahawks. I mean... 12th man, like I think we said them the last podcast that might be like their best player. And they bro I think we said that week one. Yeah, this the Seahawks fans, they were out. They they made a difference. They were showing the little um the meter of the sound or whatever. It was like a hundred. Yeah, yeah, it was like through the roof. It was the the same old 12th man, you know. And then Gino mentioned it at the end of the game, like everyone cheering chanting his name, you know, playing into that confidence. And I just think it came down to the Seahawks made less mistakes. And the big mistake that I think cost the Broncos this game was that coaching decision to let the time run all the way down and then kick a field goal. Um, when you have a quarterback you just paid all that money to on fourth and five, I think you trust him to get those five yards and you still had, what, two, three timeouts? I think you trust him to get those five yards with, like, for there was still like 40 30 seconds left yeah, so like 30. yeah they get the first down there's still plenty of time for them to call a timeout you got to trust Russ in that situation he was he, Russ was cooking too that last in that drive fourth quarter yeah yeah he hit something down the sideline he hit Judy wide open he just dropped it but <laughs> he was hit um Williams on a few screens like 
Russ was in rhythm. You kind of saw he was looking like vintage Russ driving down the field, and they kind of just made that that weird like the I'm not gonna say wrong because if he made it, I'm like, oh, it's the best, but probably not the right decision. I think nine times out of ten, you gotta trust Russ. You gotta trust the quarterback. You just paid all that money to to get five yards, like. Either way, if he doesn't get it, the game's over. If he gets it, you get closer and you still got a chance. And I don't I don't like the field goals. Like if you miss it, like it's sixty three yards, like it, it, I it's mean. the same result if you don't get it. So why not put your best player out there, try to make the field goal easier so that way when you do kick it there, you still you, you got a better chance to make it. But yeah, I think the the Seahawks just came out hungry. I mean, you're yeah. talking about a few players that have hit from that type of range and Russ, I mean, he's made millions of passes and crunch time and getting first downs like yeah. you said i mean you don't pay mcmanus millions of dollars you pay him millions but not as much as russ nowhere near <laughs> all right nowhere near so that's gonna finish our week one coverage moving on to that hot or not i'm gonna start it off uh asking so, you a question real so you want to you want to just do all of yours in a row and ask me and then i'll do all of mine and ask you yeah all right so I mean, I'm going to keep it short. I had a few of them on here, but mm-hmm. um, kind of touched upon it. Eagles should be worried about their defense after week one. Mm, I'm going to say that's a hot take. I don't think we should be too worried after week one. Now, if this is a trend that continues week two, week three, and we see more and more of it, I'm going to say yes, but for now, I, I think – we just see the coaching get I want to see better play calling. Guys just, you know, being in the right place at the right time, making better tackles, just being in play more in place, in position to make the right plays cuz we have the personnel. I mean, we our defense is we have the players to make those plays. So, I don't think it's the fact that our players aren't good enough to make the plays. I just think it's that they have to be in the right position and know what they're doing to make the plays. So, I think that's pretty much a a coaching issue and after the game Sirianni was in the locker room saying they're gonna look in the mirror they're gonna they're gonna answer the hard questions so I think those questions will be answered on defense they'll make they'll make the right plays and I think they'll figure it out on defense I, I'm not too worried about the defense just yet so I'm, I'm gonna say that's a hot take all right um some point down the road the 49ers are gonna look to Jimmy G to start <laughs> with the healthy Trey Lance I put that I put that down as well. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's a hot take. I think uh, since you put it down, I'm gonna say not, but go ahead. I think I think that first game it was just the worst. It was like the worst possible conditions ever for any quarterback. You wanna see Trey Lance get more starts on his shoes. You drafted him what, like third overall? There's no way you're out on him after three games. I want to see what he does. When I think it's in um San Francisco, right? This next week, or it doesn't matter where they're at. It's, it's gonna be better. It's gonna be better weather than what it was in Chicago, a hundred percent. So I think the 49ers really don't have a choice. I think you got to stick with Trey Lance, no matter what, this season at least, to see what you can get out of him for a full season. So I personally think that's hot. That's a hot take. It, did you see that line that uh, pregame that the Bears sideline like it was yes, all crooked, it was crooked, <laughs> and there was like puddles on the field. Like the yeah. kicker tried to, or the uh, holder tried to bring a towel, like a 
bath towel out, got a flag for it, bro. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was pretty insane. That it was horrible. Like, it was it was bad. It was bad. Uh, JV team doing the their own lines for the game, mm-hmm. but okay, <clears throat> the Cardinals should think about making a coaching change. I'm gonna say not. That's not a hot take. I think after this season, depending on how it goes, and Cliff's entire career, it's always been start off super hot. The Cardinals look good. And then, like, after the bye week or at the end of the season, they get an injury or they lose a game, something goes wrong, and then the Cardinals just, like, fade away. It's like you just stop hearing about them. They stop winning. And this season, they didn't even start hot. They just already started fading away. So uh, unless um, Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals can turn that around, I think he will be out this offseason if if they don't turn it around and start winning in Arizona. So I'm going to go with, no, that's not a hot take. Last one. Um, This one might be a little out of pocket, but I'm going to go ahead and say (laughs) the Bengals will finish third in their division. I'm going to say that is a hot take. I don't think the Bengals will finish in third just because the Steelers don't have any offense. Now, the only way I can see that happening is if Kenny Pickett comes in and he's like the second coming of uh, who's it, Terry Bradshaw or Big Ben or somebody. Like He's another great Pittsburgh quarterback, but I don't think that'll happen this year. The Browns, they don't have a quarterback until Deshaun gets back, and I think by then they'll have too many games lost. So I just think it'll come down to them and the Ravens. And I'll have the Ravens winning that division. So I think they come in second. So I think it's possible for them to come in third. But, no, I think that's a hot take. I think the Bengals will be good. They'll, they'll be all right. All right. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, that was my last take right there. All right. Um, Since you asked for the Jimmy G one, I'm just going to start off with that one and get it out the way. So do you think we'll see Jimmy G and San Fran not do the injury? Yeah. I said that it's not a hot take, bro. I mean – uh, even if Trey Lance, yeah, you're trying to see what you got. For the 49ers, they got a win-now team other than that QB position. Um, mm-hmm. They kept Jimmy G, his contract. He's still getting the highest-paid backup quarterback, uh, maybe of all time. I'm not even sure. But <sighs> Trey Lance, I mean, if he continues to play like he did, yeah, the conditions were the worst of all time, no doubt. Uh, he had to go through a lot just in that game. In Chicago, but for the 49ers, I mean, it's win or lose. Like, this year, they're not going to get any younger. I mean, they got a good core. Um, just like Debo up for an extension. But, I mean, if you can win now with Jimmy G rather than, you know, trying to see what you got in Trey Lance, I feel like at some point that trigger is going to be pulled. And just because you have Jimmy G sent behind him, there's always going to be that cloud everyone asking and that question in the air. Of oh, can Jimmy play better than Trey Lance? I I understand what you're saying, but I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. Trey Lance, I mean, you got your take. I got mine. You gotta see. You gotta see what he has to do. It's only he's only had three career NFL starts. Like no doubt. I'm not saying like week two, like no, no, week no, three. I, I get what you're but saying. If it's week six and they're losing games and they're barely mustering them out, and it's not because of Trey Lance. Weeks, nah, I say six. Like week eight, you might see Jimmy G out there, bro. Second half of a game, Trey Lance turns the ball over twice. They go to a quarterback change at halftime. I think if we see Jimmy G, it's going to have to be sooner than later. If we see Jimmy G, I think it's going to have to be like 
week four or five the latest because at that point you still have a chance to win if they wait that long that means Trey Lance has played bad they've already lost games so then they're kind of out of contention so I don't think they'll pull Trey Lance that quick I think he'll stay in but all right that's your take um this next one is hot or not do you think the Eagles will have the best offense in the league this year that's a hot take (laughs) um yeah, they, they look good, but, I mean, you're still competing against, like, you saw what the Chiefs did. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw the Vikings offense. Jay Jets was gritting in the end zone almost every time. Like, you, red zone, uh, next play, Vikings highlight, Jay Jets gritting in the end zone. Uh, I mean, it was mm-hmm. crazy. He dropped 40 fantasy points on my head. Um, <laughs> Glad I ain't played against him this yeah, week. Yeah, still, still caught the dub. Shout out uh, Big Max. Uh, barely... Beat him just because he had Zeke and CD, but tough. Uh, I mean, yeah, you look at it, the Bills' offense. I mean, they couldn't be stopped against the Rams. I mean, yeah, the Eagles could be up there, but number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a hot take. Okay. Next one is: Do you think the NFC West will be the worst division in football? We talked about how they could possibly uh, be one of the better ones. Yeah, but um, right now, I think the Seahawks are in first place. NFC West. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Um, Rams, think, Niners. I don't think they'll be the worst. No. So, I'm going to say I'm gonna say it's not a hot take, but I don't think they will. Um, I, your NFC East, I mean, the Giants somehow... My Titans take might just go down the drain after watching that game, but <laughs> yeah, I, you picked them to win the division, didn't you? Yeah, so I, I still feel like that AFC South is probably still worse. Yeah, that was the only division I kind of thought of that could be close. But I mean, it, it, it's not far out of reach. That's why I'm gonna say it's not a hot take. Yeah, all the all the teams that we thought would look good in the division, the Niners, the and Cardinals, Niners, we thought yeah. would be you know. Competent, and then the Rams just got embarrassed. So yeah, on the ring ceremony yeah. night, and then the last one. I know you like this one. <laughs> the Pats finish as a bottom five team. Bottom five. Yeah, wow. bottom five. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say mm, hot take, just for the fact that I still think the Jags are a bottom five team. Um, you looked at it. I still think you know. I don't. The Falcons are bottom five team. They almost beat the Saints. I still feel like the Bears are pretty bad. The Niners could be a bottom five team. Um, and including the Jets, that's the only reason I'm gonna say hot take. They are pretty bad. Um, but at the end of the day, you're gonna have good coaching that's gonna win you a couple games. And get mm. you out of that bottom five. But they're pretty bad. I mean, if you watched any of that Dolphins-Patriots game, there was absolutely nothing going right for the Patriots. Um, strip sack, scoop and score. Melvin Ingram in 2022, <laughs> uh, scoop and score. Melvin. Uh, I, I saw him on the screen, and I was like, you know, he's I'm not getting any. signed him. Exactly. He's not getting any pass rush. I mean, you might as well get the scoop and score. Um, They try to... Target Devontae Parker twice when X was one-on-one against him. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. Yeah, that shit would not work out. Uh, but 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say just a hot take, but it, that you got some good ones in there. It was borderline. All right, that that was it. So you want to move on to all the predictions week two? Yeah, week week two predictions. We're starting off with a great Thursday night game, kind of how we thought that Bills Rams game was going to open. I think between the Chargers and Chiefs, Chargers on the road taking on divisional game. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked the Chiefs. The offense was looking great. Obviously, Herbert looked phenomenal. We already talked about the Chiefs. Um, Keenan Allen. I believe he's out for Thursday night with that hamstring. I think so, yeah. Um, I like to see the Chargers get Mike Williams involved. That was one of Herbert's favorite targets. He was non-existent uh, last week against the Raiders. But I got the Chiefs pulling it out at home, home field advantage. Mahomes, Herbert, it's going to be a shootout. Just how kind of we want and how the NFL wants for their, for their ratings and their money. Yeah, the, I think... <laughs> NFL be licking their chops at this game. There's going to be a lot of points, not too much defense. Or I feel like in the defense we do see, it'll lead to points. So either way, it'll be high scoring. It, it's going to be one of those plays that creates that, yeah. Yeah. Um, This kind of hurt me. I'm a, I'm a big Chargers guy. I'm heavy on the Chargers on this side. But I'm also a realist, and I think the Chiefs are going to be very competitive in this division. I think the Chargers still win the division. I like what I saw from the Chargers, although the Chiefs did surprise me just a little bit. The Chiefs are still full steam ahead. That offense is still clicking on all cylinders. Andy Reid's got them playing good. So just because they're at home and they came off of a a lot bigger win against the Cardinals, plus the Chargers also played the division opponent last week, so that was a tough game. This is another tough game. They're away. I'm going to side with the Chiefs here. I, I think they'll split games this year, and I'm just going to give ch- the Chiefs the nod because they're at home. They played super good, and I think I think the Chiefs will keep it rolling. I think the Chargers will play super good as well, too. I think it's going to be a high-scoring, close game. It's just going to come down to either who makes the most mistakes or it literally can be whoever has the ball last. But I'm, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs on that one. Yeah, and over under 54 points. Last week I took the over on the Chiefs really quick. We don't talk a lot of uh, sports betting, but um, Thursday night game, like... How, 55 and a half? It's 54. Oh, 54? I smashed it over last week on the Cardinals-Chiefs. It hit. I think it was 55 and a half. But this is a primetime game, and you always see primetime games kind of less scoring, but mm. I still feel comfortable smashing that over in this game, even though it's a Thursday night quick turnaround. I'm smashing it. I don't know about smashing, but I think the over will hit. I think these offenses are just outside of the Bills and or the Vikings. These two offenses are going to be one of the ones that just put up points every single week, and they could average damn near thirty a game. So I think I think the over is a safe bet here. So moving on, Pat Steelers uh, in Pittsburgh. At what's no longer called Heinz Field. I don't even know what it's called anymore. Um, this was a, a tough pick for me. I went with the Patriots. Um, you just called them Bonafide Team. Possibly. <laughs> I did not call yeah, them you, that. I know you didn't call them that, but it, that was one of your... Although uh, I do think they're close to the bottom five. Then. Yeah. Um, I think the Patriots bounced back and kind of upset the Steelers. Like you said last week, I mean... Is Mac Jones even playing? That's I a know great he hurt question. I mean, 
today's only Tuesday, so oh. we'll see. If Max out, I mean, just go ahead and change my pick to the Steelers. <laughs> but for right now, if Mac Jones is playing, I'm going to okay. have the Patriots winning. Um, the Steelers, they created five turnovers against the Bengals, mm-hmm. and it took a overtime field goal to win it. So, I mean, you barely edge out. Yeah, obviously the Bengals are better, but I, I got them with that edge if Max playing key. Yeah, um, if TJ Watt was playing in this game, I think it, I would feel a lot more comfortable no doubt. picking the Steelers, but I'm still going to ride with them. Although TJ Watt made a bunch of huge plays that game, you really saw the whole defense step up. Minka was huge for them that game. Cam Hayward was making plays all over the field. Those corners, I mean, they did their best guarding Jamar Chase, who was arguably one of the best receivers in the league. And they put their option check once T. Higgins went out. So I, I really just think it comes down to the Steelers, one, being home. It's the first home game of the year. You know, that stadium is always going to be crazy. And two... What the Steelers do best is defense. What the Patriots do worst, offense. So I just think that defense is going to be too much for them. Hopefully they can get Trubisky the, the ball in plus territories a few times so they can come away with some kind of points. I just I just don't I – feel, I feel really confident in the Steelers' defense stepping up big once again this week and proving that they're one of the top defenses. And that was going to be one of my uh, hot or not questions. Do you think the Steelers could be a top five defense? But once TJ Watt went out, I don't. I kind of, I kind of felt iffy asking that. So I'm, we'll save that one for another time. But I think, I think the Steelers can comfortably beat the Patriots. And Brian Hoyer is still a backup for the Patriots in 2022. I don't know how old he is. <laughs> Brian Hoyer, it's not yeah. Bailey Zapp, Bailey Zappi or whatever. The I, I think mean, he played like, um, Ark, Ark. According to this DraftKings, uh, play somewhere. I think play like I just looked at. Let's take a f- look at their official or something. Yeah. Uh, depth chart real quick. Yeah, Brian Hoyer is still a second. Yeah. Bailey Zapp is their third. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on, <laughs> Panthers Giants. Giants surprised everyone. One uh, against the Titans. I'm gonna take the Panthers on the road here. Um, Baker Mayfield looked better in the second half. Uh, didn't turn the ball over in the second half. Took the top off the defense, but the Giants, I mean, Saquon looked really good. This is a coin flip for me. I just decided I thought Baker could play better than Daniel Jones, but at the end of the day, whoever knows what those two at quarterback. Yeah, I took the Panthers as well, although the Giants are home, so you kind of want to, in games like these, you might want to lean home. But like you said, if I had to choose one, I'm taking Baker over Daniel Jones and I'm hoping we can see a vintage, like, 2017, 2018, fully healthy Saquon, fully healthy CMC. We just see them tear the defenses up. If you told anyone four years ago, they'd probably be like, that's the game of the week. Yeah, yeah, this this would be a, a really good game. But I don't think this will be a good game. I think it'll be an ugly pretty, pretty defensive, yeah. I, I just think the Panthers have enough on offense to squeak through, squeak by I just like their weapons more. I believe in Baker more than I do in Daniel Jones. I think it'll be a competitive game. These are two teams that are kind of in the same tier. So if you want to lean the Giants at home, I can understand that. But um, I don't like the Giants. I'm rocking with the Panthers. Uh, I also want to say one thing. Uh, Baker Mayfield, after the Browns won, looked very sad. Moving on. Um, Colts, Jags, uh, Indianapolis, 
in Jacksonville. I got the Colts, who are 0-0-1. Tied. After they tied. Stupid. Um, You kind of saw them start slow, look better in the second half. Um, But the Jags, I picked them to lose last week because they are the Jags. Um, I Jags fans even know this themselves. Like... They get hyped every year. Think Duval. And shout out to them, man. I mean, that's a loyal fan base. I feel bad for them. Um, but I just think the Colts, they got too many. Michael Pittman, he was going off. Yeah, Matt Pittman Ryan had a game. Was throwing making, him. Like, making my take look good. Yeah. Next Julio. <laughs> Next Julio. I mean, he was targeting him like it was Julio. I told you. He, like Ryan like Shanahan supposed, and yeah. Ryan should have done in the Super Bowl when he only got like six <laughs> targets. But, yeah, I got the Colts taking this in Jacksonville. Another road win. Yeah. Just like we did last week, I think I'm a lot more confident in the Jags than you are. The only thing really holding me back from taking the Jags here is I picked them last week, and I just don't feel comfortable picking the Jags two weeks in a row. The Colts, historically, they don't play well in Jacksonville. Last year... Last year, they lost that important game to the Jags. So, the Jags give them a good fight every year. I think that team is a lot improved as well. We saw Trevor Lawrence take command of that offense. That loss was not on him. ETN dropped, just dropped the open pass right on the goal line, fourth like down. swing route, bro. Yeah. None of, none of his receivers were holding on to the ball. Defense really didn't help him. I think I think I'll... I want to take the Jags, but I just think, like you said, the Colts are just too good of a team. I think Jonathan Taylor will have a field day against them. I think they'll win the time of possession battle. And ultimately, I think I think the Colts will come out with this one. So I'm, I'm going to rock with the Colts on this one, too, in Duval getting a win. Yeah, you, you talked about the couple of drops. And, like, they went out and paid uh, in free agency to go get some weapons Kirk. from Lawrence. Yeah. Christian and Kirk. It really – didn't work out in week one. Hopefully, I think it, it helped him improve. It just oh, didn't. No, it didn't no put it, it. didn't put him over the it top. Wasn't an it wasn't an X factor. Yeah, it wasn't. But they're they're paying X factor prices for they these are. guys to step up. Evan Ingram. Yeah, I mean, you watched him. You, <laughs> your Eagles in the same division as the Giants. Like he shows flashes, but yeah, he can't catch the ball. Yeah. Um, moving on, we got the Miami Dolphins on the road against the Baltimore Ravens and. Of course, going with my heart and watching that week one game, I picked the Dolphins on the road against the Ravens. I watched a majority of this game considering NFL bite was down and I couldn't watch the Browns at all. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I was just trying to like red zone for the Browns and I had the Dolphins game on. But Tua had some throws where I was just like, this is why people, you know, kind of hate on Tua, but then he dropped some balls in, pause, that are really good. <laughs> um, he, there were dimes, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, both look excellent. Um, I don't know why everyone's hyping up Jalen Waddle's touchdown celebration now, maybe because the Dolphins got a little exposure. The like, Waddle? Yeah, yeah he didn't. He hasn't been doing that for over a year. It's a fire celebration. I no, no I doubt, count. but it's, it's yeah. like a year late. And yeah. now they're comparing it to the gritty, but I mean, they were just sleeping because Waddle was in Miami. But now that it got Hill, it's a little hype around it. It's not the hottest celebration in the league, though. I think we both know it is. Bro, please don't say put that put shit the, on. Oh my God, <laughs> shout out to Top Tony, man. 
<laughs> Yo, I had there was this dude at work. He was like, oh, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know that AB dance started hitting it. I was like, bro, put that shit on, a dad man. too, bro. Put it's kind of funny, on. but yeah, I, Dolphins. I mean, it, it's gonna be tough against the Ravens. I I picked them. It's gonna be one of those games where just somehow the upset happens. Lamar, uh, obviously gonna play well. You can't ever contain Lamar in a game, but I think it's just going to be good enough that Dolphins' defense looked pretty decent, had a couple miscues, but I think with Tua, he just got to step up and make some throws, and I, I think they could they could wrap it up against the Ravens. Hopefully, it's not a blowout by Baltimore. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Tua does have to step up and make some of those throws, and I think he will, just not this game. In Baltimore... The Ravens coming off of a very confident, dominant win over the Jets. Lamar showed that he's the best passing running back in the league. <laughs> I mean, that game we kind of we saw like the opposite of the Ravens. That run game really wasn't doing anything, and Lamar was making plays down the field to his receivers, which is something we really haven't seen at all his career. He was so, Duvernay on yeah, the deep routes. Duvernay, Bateman, Bateman caught a, a nice times, one. Yeah. yeah, he so he he was throwing the ball down the field. Getting the receivers involved, which was, you know, everyone's biggest um, critique of Lamar. Yeah. But I just think this defense be a little too much for the Dolphins to handle. I mean, Tyreek is going to get his. He always does. I think the Dolphins will score some points. But I just think right now, maybe J.K. comes back next week. I'm not sure. But this offense is just clicking too much. I think the Ravens are... They're they're playing with fire, man. I think they're 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 going to be one of the teams in this league to watch out for in the AFC side at least. I think the Ravens will Ravens will take care of the Dolphins. Next game we got uh, Tampa Bay on the road, another divisional game in New Orleans against the Saints. Who that nation barely pulled it off? Who that against the Falcons? Um, not to say that I, I picked the Bucks in this one, but it wasn't. As much confidence as it should have been. Me neither. I mean, the Bucks, they didn't look great. The Saints, they didn't look great. No. Um, but I want to touch on the Saints real quick. The Jameis Winston juice connection was looking pretty nice out there. Um, Jarvis turning back the clock, but I think the Bucks, <laughs> they they're gonna pull it off. Obviously, in the dome on the road, tough place to play in the Benz. Um, I just. I just think Tom Brady, Julio Jones was looking nice. Yeah, Julio for a couple was getting of some plays. touches out there. Yeah. Um, you know, Fournette was running over Micah Parsons. He's, he ended up crying on Twitter. Saw that. Uh, but I think the Bucks just – I think it's going to be a close game. The Bucks prevail. I mean, the Saints beat the Falcons last week. Should have been a blowout. Marcus Mariota was like – you know, I was a number two overall draft pick for a reason. I, I don't know. What oh, that's he, interesting. Was it, it was the number one and number two draft pick playing against each other? Because didn't well, ja, didn't Jameis? No, no, no. Was it Mariota? Was that not Andrew Luck's draft? No, that was no, RG three. I'm, I'm pretty tripping. sure it was Jameis went before Mariota, and they're playing for different teams. I'm I'm pretty sure. Go ahead, give your take. I'll come back with that. But yeah, like you said, man, I really like what I saw from the Saints. Fighting through that adversity, coming back and playing. Michael Thomas looked like him in the red zone, at least. <laughs> he was on demon time. He was. Gave A.J. Terrell his first two touchdowns ever given up. So, 
I was I was gonna pick the Saints, but then I remembered who they were playing and what they had to do just to win, and it was the Falcons, and that kind of turned me away from them. Like you said, the Bucks didn't look too great either. Brady looked like a fucking statue in that pocket against that Michael Parsons pass rush from the Cowboys, and it wasn't really anyone else. It was just Parsons. So I mean that's concerning. I think another one of their old linemen went down as well. So, I mean, the Bucks are just going to have to rely on that backfield, checking down the Leonard Fournette. I think Godwin's going to miss the next game as well. But like you said, I think the Buc- the um, Saints, just, they just went down too much to a bad team. The defense looked really shaky, and I'm going to take the GOAT in this one. To, I feel like if the, if the Bucks defense comes out like they did against the Falcons, Brady is going to make sure they're, they're not going to be able to come back. And the Saints usually do play good against Brady, but I think I think he gets this one. Yeah, and, and it was the same draft class. Winston went one, Mariota went two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Moving on. Washington in Detroit against the Lions. I went ahead, took the Detroit Lions. DeAndre Swift. You talked about it. Made him look like Barry Sanders. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just like DeAndre Swift. Too much out of the backfield. I mean, Washington didn't really show me too much against that Jags game because it's about what I expected. The Jags making mistakes. And somehow Washington, in the end, was able to pull that game off. Um, so I got the Lions at home. They're going to be fired up. I think it's their f- first home game. No, they played last week at home against the Eagles. Yeah, it was, it was against the Eagles, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... They're going to come fired up. I just think they it's going to be an ugly game. Um, might see a couple turnovers, but I think DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, I don't know why they put him in at the one and he got two touchdowns out of that uh, last game. But DeAndre Swift, I mean, he's showing he's one of the better backs in the league, and he's he proved it last week, and I think he's going to continue. Yeah, this, this was a close one for me, but... Um, um, I think the Lions can pull this one off. The Commanders coming off of a tough, a tough, tough victory last week. They kind of showed that they need a lot just to beat the Jags. Although those weapons out there in Washington were looking nice. Jahan Dotson made two great catches. Curtis Samuel turning back the clock. Looking like he did coming out of Ohio State. And Scary Terry is still Scary Terry. Yeah. So... He, he made plays down the field. The Lions, they're a good team. They kind of just embody that Dan Campbell. You know, they got a lot of fight, a lot of grit in them. That's not how he's a coach, but. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna fight hard to the very end. I picked the Lions initially, but I think I'm going to go with the Commanders here. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna, flopping on I, I the think I am. <laughs> I'm going to rock with the Commanders. With the Cowboys, what we saw from them, I think the the Commanders really have a chance to be the second best team in this division. Their defense has always been solid. They had that safe their backup safety last week was making plays all over the field. I think his name was like Forrest or something. He had a nice pick. He had a few big hits. He was all over the field making plays against the Jags. The Lions, I think the Lions are just going to be the same like. They play really good, but they just somehow always find a way to come up short. Always. I think the Commanders coming off a big win last week want to keep that momentum going and to spice things up. I'm going to rock with the Commanders, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with them. Yeah. 
Moving on, Seattle in San Fran. Um, this was, I know a couple of these have been hard for me to pick this week compared to week one, but this one was like, Geno Smith really good game last year. I think it was like a Thursday night or, or primetime game where he came on and he balled like, yeah, he did not as good as he did last night, but mm-hmm. he balled. And I just feel like the next game I watched him absolutely hit a wall. And you talked about it, 49ers at home, Trey Lance playing in better conditions. Um, I know Mitchell's out. Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson's going to have to step up. Might see a little more Debo Samuel game. Yeah, I involved. think it's going to be just a lot more Debo and a lot more Trey Lance on the ground. Yeah, so I, I got the 49ers at home against the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks... Like, you talked about the two fumbles at the goal line. Yeah, they made some stands, but, I mean, you can't really keep that up for consistent weeks. Yeah, I think I'm a little more confident in the Niners than you are right now. I'm a, I'm a believer in Trey Lance. I think he'll start to get to pick start to pick things up. He'll get the hang of things. And I think this is a perfect game for him to get his confidence and turn it around with the Seahawks. I mean, we saw them play a really tough, good game last night against the Broncos and I just think the 49ers back home, not playing in a fucking monsoon. I think they'll be a lot better. That pass rush for Nick Bosa getting home. Fred Warner will be flying around making plays. I think the Niners are the better team, so I'm, I'm going to rock with the Niners here. Uh, moving on, Falcons-Rams in L.A. Um, Rams bounce back win at home. Falcons played you know that good game against the the saints for the majority Mariota, he was moving around scrambling running like crazy um kind of turned back the clock a little bit Mm -hmm. but i feel like the rams they just got to bounce back matt stafford's got to figure something out with that Allen robinson yeah he Um, needs to throw to his black receivers (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) like each podcast canceled already but yeah, and anybody not named Cooper Cup, he was not getting involved in week one. Uh, but the Rams' defense, I mean, they showed out. I think how many they forced two turnovers uh, against the Bills. Obviously, one of them was the James Cook fumble. But I feel like the Rams at home, they got to bounce back, uh, especially against a bad team like the Falcons. It It's must win for them. If they don't win, it's hit the panic button yeah i'm with you i think the rams will find out a way and pull this one out but i don't i think i think right now after watching week one seeing how everything played i honestly think the rams are closer to the falcons than they are to the bills right now i think this will be a closer game but like you said coming home i think the rams are the better team i think the defense will play a lot better than it did last week they were going against arguably the best offense and the best team in the league. So I think they were kind of like playing up here and now, you know, we're going back down to earth. We're playing against the Falcons. This will be a good game to, you know, get their feet back under them and get a win. And I think, I think Sean McVay is a great coach. He'll, he'll figure something out. He'll get them, get them boys back winning. And I think, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be competitive for at least, you know, first half, first three quarters. But I think the Rams eventually do find out a way how to win this game. Because in the end of the day, it is just the Falcons. Moving on, I'm going to go to the, the bottom because I messed up. Uh, Jets, New York Jets in Cleveland against the Browns. Um, taking the Browns, I, I said it earlier, the Jets 
or last week. Jets finishing dead last in the division. Um, yeah, you could draft all these weapons. Zach Wilson, Browns defense. Miles Gary, you talked about possible defensive player of the year. He was big last week. Um, Grant Delpit had a pick that Baker Mayfield just threw in no man's land. But, I mean, ground game, you get them going at home. The first home game of the year, Dog Pound's going to show out. You know how Cleveland and their loyal fans are. Um, new logo, finally, not just an orange stripe at the 50, but they're going with the old Elf uh, logo in the middle. Oh, so that's going to be putting cr- that on the field? Yeah. They, they were doing some designs and kind of like, Seeing what would work, I'm just glad it's not that orange stripe that I always thought was a first down marker. But I, I, I got the Browns easy, maybe not easy, especially after last week. But uh, they find a way. Yeah, I'll, I'm pretty much gonna rock with you on this one. I, I got the Browns winning as well at home. Like you said, first home game, dog pound will show out. I think the defense plays good. Um, the really only main difference to me in this game is Joe Flacco. If Zach Wilson was playing this game, I probably would have went with the Jets, but he's not. He's still out for next week, I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 90% sure he's still out for next week. And, yeah, I think the Browns just get it done. They'll run the ball on the Jets, although the Jets' run defense did look pretty good against the Ravens last year. I think at home, or not last year, last week, I think at home, the Browns Browns, um, handle what they need to handle and get it done. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson's going to be out again. Yeah. Um, the MILF hunter. Yeah, he, I guess he had like a setback. They, they said he might be ready for week one, and now there's kind of like no timetable for his return. Well, it, it was like two to four weeks, so I think that was like on the optimistic side. I think it's going to be maybe closer to four to six because they want to make sure he's back 100%. Yeah, you don't want to rush him in there. Nah. Um, so going back, we left off. Cards. Cardinals. Yeah. In, I almost said Oakland again. Las Vegas, uh, Raiders first home game of the year, I think. Yeah, um, got the Raiders. Talked about the Cardinals, how they might have to hit the panic button. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders, I think we see a little more Hunter Renfro get get involved uh, in this game than we did in Week One. Um, expect that Devonte Adams connection with Derek Carr to only get better. I just think, I don't think the Cardinals are that good. Raiders at home. I mean, you give Josh Jacobs some touches, he could be pretty good. I don't think the Cardinals' run defense is good at all. Like, their defense is very subpar in my opinion. But it's going to have to take like a, a Kyler magical game where Hollywood Brown maybe makes like two blurs downfield for a touchdown. Yeah. I'm I'm rocking with the Raiders too. I just think the Raiders are gonna be too much for the Cardinals. Like you said, they came out played pretty flat last week against the Chiefs, and I mean the Raiders are right up there with the Chiefs in my opinion in terms of offensive firepower. And that Devontae Adams to Derek Carr connection, I mean it couldn't have looked any better. I mean we we all saw the stats. We'll we'll get to that when we talk about the Packers, but I just. I think he had like 17 targets last week or some crazy number like that. I don't think Derek Carr really needs to go anywhere else with the ball. Devontae Adams, in my opinion, is still the best receiver in the league. So just give him as many targets and he'll produce. He'll put up numbers. He's going to be open. But like you said, 
get Hunter uh, Renfro involved, Waller a few more touches. And then I'm not as high as you on the run game over there in Las Vegas, but, I mean, running the ball always helps. Yeah, I just think the Raiders, too many weapons. Their car is a good enough quarterback to get it done. Cardinals are just, they're on they're on the decline for me right now. So I'm rocking with the Raiders. Yeah, 17 targets for Adams last week. And, I mean, they held their own against the Chargers. It was they a pretty did. good game. Yeah. Um, Max Crosby also made a great play. I think it was like a fourth down. Herbert yeah. tried a QB sneak. DPOI. And Crosby, Dark Horse. He, he was coming like from the inside too, mm-hmm. made a play. So, I mean, I think the Raiders' defense is going to hold their yeah, at least pretty well against the Cardinals. That pass rush will get to Murray, and we know that's what is the probably the thing that messes with him the most once he gets out of the pocket. He can't extend plays, but, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not, he's better in the pocket throwing that long ball down the field. And once you get him flustered out of the pocket, get some pressure coming at him from different ways, he's not as good. Yeah, moving on. Um, got the Houston Texans on the road in Denver against the Broncos. Russ bounced back um, against the Texans. You have to handle business. If not, I mean, what was the point for the Broncos going out? I think their defense needs to step up a little bit. Um, Davis Mills cannot look as good as Geno Smith did in week one. Um, if that does happen, that's a problem. Hell no. And as someone who started uh, Damian Pierce last week and had uh, Miles Sanders on the bench who scored, and I had a lot of options. I could have even went to Jarvis Landry on the bench. But uh, Damian Pierce, I want to see him get more involved for the Texans, but the Broncos should handle business at home. Um, mile high, you got to bounce back after that week one heartbreaking loss. First home game as well for them. Yeah, I think the Texans, they'll be okay. They'll, I think they'll keep this game, you know, somewhat competitive, but pretty much everything you touched on. I think the the Broncos are just going to be the better team here, back at home, playing at mile high, the elevation. I think that defense, I think they'll be okay. They got a lot of talent back there, past 13. Chubb finally had a sack for the first time in, what, like two years. He's back healthy. Randy Gregory was making some noise in the backfield. So I, I think this defense will step up against the Texans. The run game, we'll see. I think we'll see a lot more of the run game this game too with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon getting some touches out of the backfield. But, yeah, I think the Broncos should and will handle this game pretty easily. I was going to say, they need to get them more involved. Do you want to keep Russ? I mean, obviously, you know what Russ can do. Like, try to help him out a little bit early on yeah. in the season. This is his yeah. first time playing in a new – he's played under Pete Carroll his whole career. Mm-hmm. And he's in a new system. Yeah, he's a veteran, smart, high IQ player. But just kind of ease him in and get that ground game going. Just let him do work. Once you take that pressure off him, he's going to start tearing defenses up. Um, Moving on, we got Cincinnati in Dallas. Um, I believe Cooper Rush is the quarterback for the Cowboys. Yeah, I think Jerry came out and said they're not looking to make any big moves at the quarterback position. Yeah, so. there was whispers of maybe training for Jimmy, Jimmy G. G. Yeah. But obviously, anytime a starting quarterback goes down this year, everyone's going to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I got the Bengals bounce back. I don't think Burrow turns the ball over five times in one game. Um, yeah, Michael Parsons might make some plays. Uh, but I just think the Bengals, Jamar Chase... Might burn uh, Trayvon Diggs if it's they're gonna line him up one on one against. Not might he will. <laughs> Either way, 
I think the Bengals handle business and they come out with a little bit of vengeance almost because they kind of got embarrassed offensively against the Steelers. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think I think the Bengals will pretty much just easily take care of the Cowboys. Like you said, with that Dak injury and them being the only team in week one not to score a touchdown, morale is just all the way down out there in Dallas. And the Bengals are not going to make it that much easier. Team, yeah, they played a rough game last week. But like you said, I don't, I do not think Joe Burrow is going to have five turnovers this game. And even if he does, they'll still be in it. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. But yeah, I think, I think the Bengals are going to come out. I think they're going to make a point to just throw the ball all over Dallas to kind of show that they're still one of those top passing, top dangerous offenses in the league. You might see Joe Mixon get a lot of touches if they go up early and they run the ball on the Cowboys. But yeah, I think Jamar Chase, I'm not sure what his line is for this game, but I'd be banging the over whatever it is. He'll have a big first half because when um, Higgins went down, that was pretty much the only person he Joe Burrow was looking for. Like when Tyler he scored Boyd that, got a couple, but that yeah, was it. And Hayden Hurst got a little involved too, but like that last play of the game where it's like, okay, no time left on the clock. We know he's going to Jamar Chase, and they came out in that three by one formation to get him one on one. And you saw what Jamar Chase does. I think he does that to pretty much any corner in the league. So I think the Bengals will scheme up Jamar, get him open, get him one on one on. Doesn't matter who those corners are over there in Dallas, even if it is Diggs. Joe Burrow put on the money. They'll get going. I think this offense will be explosive this game as the Cowboys continue to trend downwards and your pick for them to win the division <laughs> looks even worse. Well, I, I mean, who Dak out six weeks? Even like, if Dak was in, I, it still looked really bad. Anyways. It was week one. You can never hit the panic, but no starting quarterback. If there's any, any team that should hit the panic button, it's the Cowboys right yeah, now. They they should, and I agree with you, but hopefully they figure something out. Don't make me look that bad. Hopefully they don't. But Hopefully they come in last. <laughs> like the Giants and the Commanders to finish ahead of them. Oh, gosh. Anyways, moving on. Hot or not, <laughs> Cowboys finish last. Um, Not. <laughs> but Bears... Chicago on the road against the Pack. Aaron Rodgers said he owns this team last year. Um, mm-hmm. I think he shows it. I got the Pack on this one. The Bears. I just I saw Justin Fields make one throw where he like kind of escaped pressure, and I forget who it was. He was just sitting wide open down the sideline with think, no um, nobody near him, absolutely nobody in the vicinity. And I think it went for almost a. Either went for a touchdown or it was yeah. A big he like play. scrambled all the way to his left and threw it back right. Yeah, bro, it's it was some like <laughs> random like receiver I forgot all about like Dante Pettis or somebody bro, like that. Yeah, bro. it was something wild. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, receiver this I'm is what it about. takes for the Chicago Bears to have a chance to win. And if as Justin Fields to make those plays every week is kind of insane. I believe you know Aaron Rodgers finally coming down off the Percocets maybe. <laughs> but at home, shit. At the last game, he needed Lambo leap. Hopefully, discount double check whatever he's doing these days. Um, I got the pack. Division rivals. They own the Bears, like Roger says. Hopefully, he proves it. I got the pack. Yeah. Um. I know last week looked super super bad for the Packers, and the Vikings looked really good, which I kind of predicted. I thought the Packers would start off kind of slow, but they always do. Yeah. I think this this will be a great game for them to you know bounce back, get their feet under them again, 
And like you said, um, Rodgers owns the Bears. I think the Bears will make one or two big plays. But other than that, I think Rodgers has no other choice. Now he realizes to believe in his young weapons. Because, I mean, that was a bad drop from Christian Watson. I think I'm like the first or second play of that drive of the game. But, I mean, there is no Devontae Adams to fall back on. Randall Cobb is in the twilight of his career. There's no Jordy Nelson. There's no Greg Jennings. Like, Rodgers has no choice but to trust these young guys. And I think as the season goes on, as the season progresses, we'll see the young guys make some plays out there. Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson. Hopefully Lazard comes back soon so he gets a reliable target back out there. But like you said, I think even if he doesn't start relying on this game, I think the Packers will be able to run all over the Bears with those two good running backs they got back there. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, both looking like... A.J. Uh, Dillon's quads are huge, bro. I, I watched him catch a pass out of the backfield. And I don't know how he's that fast and that big, but uh, if they don't feed the ball to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon when that offense is struggling, it, something needs to change. Yeah, I just think those two are quietly... The most reliable yeah, weapons I think, they have. I think I think they're competing right now with... um. Your team over there in Cleveland with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt as the two best back duo, the tandem in the league. They're up there. Not they're, yet. They're maybe, definitely maybe AJ Dillon's still very young. <clears throat> bro, he's been in the league for like three years. That's like a it's veteran like for a running back. That's like a veteran for a running back, bro. But like, come on. Still, come on. I mean, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, yeah, he's good. It's he's, close. It's close. Yeah. He's they're up there. I'm not gonna say that they're clearly out of the range between Hunt and Chubb. Yeah, but yeah, I think the like they, you said, first game back home. Best. I think the Rodgers shows why he was a back to back MVP. He gets it done. They went in in Lambo. So NFL, they usually do this on week one, two Monday night games. Yeah, which and is very weird. So week two, they're giving us two Monday night games, and uh, not really sure if the NFL had already planned this game on TV scheduling, but maybe they should have changed it and decided to go. Elsewhere than the Titans Bills, because <laughs> this was supposed to be a good game, bro. The Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year. Yeah. Um, well, they just lost to Daniel Jones and the Giants. Saquon. Um. Yeah, I got the Bills. You saw what they did to the Rams. Um. Even if they do look normal, um, Derrick Henry is gonna have to rush for two hundred yards. I believe it was the game. Derrick Henry, he threw... Uh, Josh Norman. Yeah, Josh Norman. He like, did run for 200 yards that game. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's going to take for them to win. 200 yards and another Derrick Henry highlight stiff arm <laughs> um, for them to have... You I know, don't even think that'll be enough now. A win, but... You know, no A.J. Brown, but I, I got the Bills. They're going to handle business. Uh, Josh Allen, Gabe Davis. And i like to see... Gabe I know James Cook got like... One carry, I want to see him get involved a little, bro. I it's like they don't even like Zach Moss over there. Why not try to get him involved? Got to hold on to the ball. But yeah, this is like what? What more is there to say? Titans not looking too good. Coming off of an ugly loss against the Giants, where Giants pretty much went down. Brian Dable was like. Grabbed his nuts and was like, yeah, we're going to win this game. Go for two. Give us my best player and just punch the Titans in the mouth. So if they're letting the Giants do that to him, 
it's gonna be ugly if, against the Bills. I think the Bills pretty much handled this game pretty easy, like you said. I mean, what, what, like, what more is there to say? I think the the Bills the Bills will win. They'll win. So, I think that game starts at what, like seven fifteen? Yeah, some dumb shit like that. At like seven thirty, and the next game, Vikings. Minnesota on the road in Philly against the Eagles. I think it starts at like eight fifteen or eight thirty. I think it was. I think it was eight thirty. Yeah, I mean, both those games are gonna be going on. I like that both games going on. It gives me a little more action uh, for Monday night. So second Monday night game, your Eagles at home in Philly for their first game. You know the Philly fans are gonna be fighting everyone in the stands, including. <laughs> Uh, there anyone even if they got a Philly jersey on probably, but I got the I know you don't like it I got the Vikings, um, just from what I saw Jefferson do and why you picked him as your offensive player of the year possibly, I mean he looked unguardable Shit, from he anywhere he lined it. up. Um, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Talking about that Eagles defense, obviously I don't think they're gonna show out. Um. A.J. Brown, I don't expect him to have 13 targets and, like, 11 catches, 150 yards. You might see more Smitty like you asked for. Um, I just think it's going to be a close game. <sighs> to be honest, I might change my, my pig. I just thought about Kirk Cousins in primetime. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to stick with the Vikings. Hopefully, Kirk Cousins I'm not going to back down on my pick, but if the Eagles win, it's because Kirk Cousins is playing primetime football. Mm, if I'm not mistaken, the last time the Vikings came to the link and played us, it was the 2017 NFC Championship game. And the Vikings were having a great first drive, march right down the field. And then Case Keenum threw a pick six, and it was, it was downhill blowout, bro. after that. So, I don't think it'll be to that extent. I hope it is. I would love it, but I like you said. Terrible football to watch. <laughs> no, nah, not, not if it's your team winning. You like that? Hold on. You like when your team, even when I watch my team blow out other teams. Yes. Like, I sit there and I'm like, bro, I'd rather have my team win, like, a last-minute drive just like I don't, don't know. I don't want to be stressing the whole game to where I, like, I, 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 I like that win. adrenaline, bro. No, bro. No, I want to go ahead. Blow the ass out, bro. I, I, blow, I, I don't like blowouts. Even one of my teams is the one blowing them out. So you like losing? No, I like winning close games. But obviously, I take a blowout win over a close game loss. But I'll take a close game win over anything. I like the stress. I like the adrenaline, bro. I mean, okay, bro. Sure. That's why the only reason I wake up on Sundays, bro. Like, I'm sit there watch a blowout. All right, bro. Sit next to a loser over here. <laughs> I, mean, I got a hater next to me, uh, bro. Yeah, I hate on losing. <laughs> Anyways, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. My pick. I think the Eagles. Like you said, I think the Vikings offense, they'll be clicking. Darius Smith also looked pretty good for him, but I think our line's uh, pretty much a step above the Green Bay's. I think it's one of, if not the best offensive line in the league. I don't think we'll see a lot more of the other weapons involved just because I think this will be, like you said, a somewhat competitive game, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to kind of fall back onto those old habits, and that's 
kind of what like Joe Burrow said last year with Jamar. Fuck it, AJ's over there somewhere. I think we're gonna still see AJ Brown get fed a lot. That next year in offense, we're gonna run the ball. So I think we'll be able to keep time of possession. I think the big question mark here is gonna be the defense and what they do to try to stop that Vikings offense, which is gonna be they're gonna put up points all season with that um LA Rams background in it. But I think we do enough on defense. We get a few big stops, and like you said, Kirk Cousins in prime time. He'll throw. He'll make one bad mistake, and I think we'll be able to capitalize off of it. Like I said, last week we won that game in Detroit because of a pick six. So um, even if the defense doesn't play good, I think we have the talent. I think we have the personnel. Somebody back there will make a big play, and it'll shift the, it'll shift the momentum in that game. I just... First game at home from the link. Everything that was buzzing around this team in the offseason. The offense is going to be so much better. We brought in Jordan Davis. We brought in all these big free agents. James Bradbury. Brought in um, Kaiser White. Just a lot of new big names that are going to first time playing in the link. That crowd is going to be crazy. I just think the Eagles get it done. Especially in prime time. And they put on the show for everyone watching. Because I think this will be a better game than the Bills versus Titans. So I think most people will turn to this game at the end. And, yeah, I got, I got I got my Eagles pulling off the – I'm not going to say comfortable, but making a statement win Monday night. Yeah, prime time. All right, you talked about the run game real quick. Um, we're obviously in a fantasy league together. But in my other league, I got A.J. Dillon or Miles Sanders. Which, which one should I start? Do not start Miles Sanders. See, bro, he had the touchdown last week. I think he dropped, like, a cool 15. Had Damian Pierce drop four. Bro, if he doesn't score a touchdown, it's not going to – he's not going to do anything. So, so Jalen Hurts I got Damian Pierce, A.J. Dillon, or Miles Sanders. A.J. Dillon, A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon, really. Packers go up early on the Bears. They want to run the ball. A.J. Dillon's the better running running back than Aaron Jones. Although I think Aaron Jones would be a lot more involved. But that last game, it was all A.J. Dillon. He led the team, I think, in receiving yards or targets or something like that. And I think he had the most carries on the ground, too. So you're going to get a lot of A.J. Dillon out there in Green Bay. Like you said, it's still early. Aaron Rodgers doesn't really trust those other guys. And with the Eagles, bro, you saw every what? single running Why back Why was game Boston still, bro? Boston like, Scott and Kenneth Gainwell both bro. had touchdowns. Like, you're just going to see all – that's just the offense they run. They're going to f- swap out the running backs. It's a running back by committee. And plus, Jalen Hurts is – bro, if he's – he almost – he runs pretty much every play. Watching that Lions game, I felt like whenever Jalen Hurts is dropped back, it's like, okay, he's going to run here. You got to be like, in zone he's gonna or run spy here. He's gonna or run something, here. bro, against Hurts. But, yeah. But he, he just extends plays and he, he gets a lot of yards on the ground with his legs. And he even had a rushing touchdown, so – I think with all that being said, I don't think every single running back or running threat on our roster will get a touchdown again. And, I mean, I would pick Miles Sanders to be the favorite to get a rushing touchdown out of everybody on the team. Not named Jalen Hurts, but I think it's just too many question marks in that running game. It's more of a totality of our running more than just feed Miles Sanders and let him go to work. Yeah. All right. So, I mean – it's obviously going to come down to Sunday when I, I pick who I'm putting You said in. Damian Pierce? Yeah, I don't even I want to play him, him at all. No. I think it he'll get going like a couple like week four. Yeah. Because Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead. Oh, my gosh. Bro. Who thought we'd be saying that name in fucking 2022? <laughs> Not me, bro. He had all, yeah, he was getting all the touches. So 
Yeah. Uh, I, I had absolutely no chance last week. I played against, like, Jalen Waddle, like... It was just a whole bunch. Kareem Hunt at the flex. He scored two touchdowns. I had 150 points against me. So, I mean, even if I played anybody on my team, it would have been an L. Yeah. Plus, I'm pretty sure the Broncos will be up. So, they'll have their pass catcher running back in Rex Burkhead in there. Yeah. Texans. Yeah, you're right. AJ Dillon, bro. Throw him in there right now. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to conclude episode three. Sir, this is you know heading into week two of the NFL season. Um, right now you're up one pick on the predictions. We'll see week two. I think it'll stay like that. We got one, I think two, three. Eagles, Vikings are different. Four, I think it's just four. We have four different picks. I change, yeah, I'll rock with the commanders. So I think that's more than we did last week. Dolphins, yeah, last week I think there was only three. Yeah, I picked the Raiders. I, you picked the Jags in that one too. And then I got and the, the Rams. Yeah, that Bills game. That's what that's what gave me the, the edge. Yeah, definitely. I just thought the Rams would come out with more juice. Maybe Matt Stafford put in his contacts for Week Two, but um, he yeah, gets that, <laughs> gets that Tommy John surgery. You don't need Tommy John for tendonitis, but yeah, once that UCL. Matt pops Stafford, out, your black receivers are open. Throw to him. <laughs> no comment but yeah throw to Allen Robinson please bro somebody in in, in our league your brother didn't want to trade away Allen Robinson he wanted to keep Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson on the same team he's fried Jack I tried to tell you bro you offered him DJ Moore on draft night and I thought it was a no brainer but Jack donating free money to the league we'll take it (laughs) we will Um, episode 3 Concludes, man. Appreciate y'all. You already know what to do. Ready for that Thursday night game. That Thursday night game is gonna be nice. Chargers, Chiefs. Game of the week. Your Chargers, bro. It's gonna it's gonna be a good slate. We got some good games and some. Yeah. We're gonna see what teams are made of here as week two. See if they're flukes or not. See if they. Yeah, can I think keep there's a few teams that if the games go a certain way, you you're gonna want to hit that panic button. Yeah, no doubt. Including, uh, especially the Cardinals. It's time yeah. to really see for Cardinals, them. Cardinals, Rams. I'm, like, I'm higher like on the Niners, but I feel like they could Cardinals be a team like that really, too. The Cardinals really got to show something. Yeah. Like the Rams, they just won a Super Bowl. I saw a stat really quick. Um, Aaron Donald was the first time in a week. He didn't win on, uh, I think it was pass rush win rate. Mm-hmm. He This was like the first week since like 2017. Bro, week did you see how fast didn't... Josh Allen was getting the ball out? He oh, had no fucking time yeah, to get no to Yeah, no chance. Him. But I mean, not saying like. No, he had, but, he had yeah. a sack, but like, yeah, I mean, that's just that's just great coaching, the great Bills, game plan. Yeah, that's a great game plan against played. that team. Yeah, that's why I think the Rams are gonna be just fine. Ramsey's like, washed the too. Bills, <laughs> you could say that, bro. <laughs> uh, like I said, X looked like the number one corner. Diggs last owns week. him, but that concludes our episode, man. Appreciate y'all. Next week, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Back at it. Uh, we'll see how we did. Another. Hot or not segment as well. Sir. Y'all already know. Smash the like button. Share. Apple Music. Spotify. Appreciate y'all.